Hello, and welcome to Spoiler Party. This is awkward. I don't normally do this. Yeah, you're supposed to say who you are as well. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Claire. Yeah, from now on forward, this will never happen again. (laughs) And this is Spoiler Party. Uh, We are going over a book that I've forgotten the title of, which is The Nightingale Before Christmas by Donna Andrews. It is the fourth, third. Third. Wow, I'm so good at everything right now. It's the third Meg Langsolo Christmas title. This is our first annualized Christmas title in that this is the first one that was written only a year after the last one. Yeah. So from here forward, going forward, each of these books is progressively one year older than the last, which is kind of cool and neat. So yeah. I yeah. keep track only because the twins are one year older. It makes it easy because they were four in the last one. They're five in this one. Yeah, this is our, how I know that. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get too far into that, I have a Would you do me a huge favor and you. put your microphone in your mouth? I suppose. I appreciate it. I do have a fun fact to share with you. Mm -hmm. So that is that recently we have some some scientists in Vietnam have discovered that uh, honeybees using tools. So that's cool. So are you saying that they're as smart as birds? Who also use tools yes. and all these other fucking animals that use tools, and we're out here being all like human essentialism, like we're uh, so. So, cool are you saying that what I learned in fourth grade usage? about humans using tools being the differentiator between us and the other animals uh, is bullshit? Maybe a little bit. So Speaking of why bullshit, are they using these tools? Oh, the tool is shit. Yeah, the tool they're using is shit. It's literal animal feces they're using as a tool to coat the entrances to their hives to drive off. Uh, what are actually like cousins of the murder hornets that have been in the news this year? So big giant yeah, evil hornets. Remember murder hornets? Fuck them. Yeah, they're still around and they still they're suck. Still, yeah, keep popping up here. And, and their there. cousins, they suck too. Yes. So our nice friendly honeybees, mm-hmm. only doing good in this world. Yep. Are using other animals' feces, like just like rando animals, get the feces, coat the entrance of the hive. And this has presumably been going on for a while because people had always like kind of noticed that there was like a darker ring around the entrance of the hive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just recently decided to look into it. Some people were just like, oh, let's see what this is. And they just like grabbed it and turns out it's uh, fecal matter from like chickens and cows and stuff. You know what? Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes to get rid of the fucking murder hornets out of your fucking wasp, out of your nest. Right. Use your hive, technically. So, uh, they filmed a bunch of, like, hornet attacks, too, to kind of, like, see how it worked and stuff. Uh, it's really cool, honestly. I mean, like, I know it sounds like... It's cool to me. Yeah. I just, like, people will be like, oh, well, it's just feces or something. I don't know. I'm imagining a skeptical audience that I have not actually encountered. Look, if you're anti-bee tool use... this is tool use! Yeah. I'm just imagining people being like, that's not really tool use, but it is. Because it's a, for, it's, a, it's a foreign situation that they're using to create. Yes. And is using it specifically as a defense mechanism, not just as any whatever else. Yeah. And it is a, not learned behavior, I guess it is learned behavior, but it is a mm-hmm. adaptive behavior that did not exist for them for most likely like thousands of years ago. Right. Um, in the same aspect, which is how we view a lot of animal behaviors is that like, they've been doing the same thing for thousands of years, but what we were seeing is that they're able to adapt and use tools and shit, which is cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pro tool usage. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. That is cool. Uh, this is just a side note. Uh, we haven't been doing it this year in the same way, but the goat is still alive. <gasps> yes, the Christmas goat. In the Christmas goat in Sweden. In Sweden. Is still alive. And I've got the name of the town. Um, Jarl's, but not Jarl's bad, something like that. So some, it's, a, it's Swedish. It has lots of consonants in it. Right. The, uh, the goat has not been burned down yet. Have you checked today? Yes. Okay. The goat is alive. The goat is alive. So Hurrah for the goat. to the goat. I need to look up what they did to the goat this year in terms of fireproofing and such and armed guards. <laughs> Probably not armed. COVID. Oh. Uh, yeah, you act like people are smart. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? And especially in Sweden where they were being extraordinarily stupid about they it. They were being a little bit dumb at the beginning there. Uh, this is pots and kettles. I mean, but like, for real. But, but hey, we're, we've been careful. We've been careful, <laughs> God damn it. Us personally. Yeah. So, all right. Neat, neat, neat. Who's going to burn the fucking goat down during COVID? That would just be super rude. It's extraordinarily rude, man. We need something to look forward to. Right. I know it's a tradition in its own weird way, burning the goat down the goat. Right. But like... 
I don't know. For one, year, can we just put like a bull on the goat and just right. be like, just be happy. Yeah, put a mask on the goat. Go glitter at the goat. Right. I don't know. Let the goat shine. Yeah. You know, whatever. Just don't burn it down. Yeah. Let the backup goat live too. <laughs> uh, moving on to the purported purpose of this podcast. Yeah. Books. We'll talk about the Nightingale Before Christmas. All right. Yeah. So which is we're a gonna great title. do it. It is a very good title. Also, really my favorite good cover. titles. It, also, it is a very good cover. I do mm-hmm. like it. The tree on there, the little, what you call them? Yeah. All right. So we're going to, this is this review is going to be in two parts. Part one is passmentary. Just wanted to say the word. Uh, passmentary. Great. Uh, I dare you, if you don't know what the word means, to try to spell it just in your own mind. Try to spell passmentary. Uh, you're wrong. So, all right, cool. Now we're moving on to the second part of the review, which is the rest of the fucking book. I feel like we should, we should say like what passmentary is. Frilly decorations. It's like braided edgings. Stuff. Braided edgings around the what would be around like the trim of a room, etc. Artwork pieces, so forth. Right? Didn't you say it was on the edge of things? Yeah, but like cloth things. Cloth things. Yeah, well, he's just putting up. He's putting it up around the edges of I the mean, room. I guess, but it's not like you're putting it up like on the crown molding. Is she not? I mean, maybe Meg's mom is. She's kind of extra, so who knows? Yeah. But I think it's more for a cloth thing. You know, I was gonna look it up. This is what she was doing, but I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, no time. I think it's more uh, to, like, to put on her upholstery and stuff. Mm, okay, okay. But she needs her pestmentary and it's not there. Yes, right, the so, pestmentary has gone missing. All right. So now we're moving on to part two of the review, which is the rest of the book. Uh, so the book literally opens up on the word pestmentary. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first word. Uh, That's a good word. It's a good word. I learned a new thing. And every year we have to try to remember what pestmentary is as we like. Mm-hmm. Get into, we're getting better at it though. Like, we this, are, we are. This year was at the point where we, every like, I don't know, month or two, we would just like turn to each other and be like, pestmentary. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Um, so the way we're going to break this one down though is this book has a lot of characters in it. Um, yep. And they're all suspects because this is, well, not a locked box murder mystery. This actually does have some of the similar structures, uh, more so than any for other ones, um, up until Turns of Endearment, mostly, because they were literally on a boat. But, like, yeah. uh, this one has, like, their house. Mm-hmm. The only people who most likely could have done it are the people who are within the house. The people most likely to have access to and motive for the murder. Right. Are in the house. There's all these guests. Um some they're not staying in the house. What they're doing no. is a direct decorator show house. And so everybody who applied and like whatever is a decorator and mm-hmm. they're decorating one room of the house. The town of the, the infinitely scalable town of Carfilly <laughs> has enough decorators in it to put on a show house. And so the idea is that they decorate this house. People come through, look at the house and go, oh, I love the look of this room. I will have this person design the room for my house when we do renovations because right. we're rich right. and we do renovations like that all the regular basis. Mm-hmm. So that's not even renovations, just regular decorations, I guess. So, and, uh, the interest money is going to charity. So that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, half of it goes to the historical society. Half of it goes to the, uh, charity of choice for so the, the winner of right. the competition. Cause it's also a competition. Correct. Between the designers. Yeah, the t- town council basically chooses, or no, the Historical Society Council chooses mm-hmm. who the winners are. Which you can tell I've read this book too many times because, I mean, what is too many? But like, I keep noticing like, you know, tiny inconsistencies um, that don't really matter. But at one point early in the book, she mentions that uh, all the members of the Historical Society Board or whatever are. Um, like old white men right and then at the end of the book one of them is a woman yeah absolutely that definitely at changed. least one is a woman at mm-hmm. the end so who knows well in the time between the 22nd which was where the book begins mm-hmm. no the, the, the 21st I think when the book begins and the 23rd 24th <laughs> when the book ends they added a new member to the historical society council I mean one can only assume that's how it has to have been yeah <laughs> alright so but yeah so we're gonna kind of go through each of the each of the characters in their 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 show house room. Kind of go through that. So um, we're gonna go down in the order that Mike wrote them down in because that's what I'm looking at right now. So uh, first up is my personal favorites, the quilt ladies. Who I neglected to write their names down. That's on me. Uh huh. I was just looking at that. And I'm like, huh. There are no names here, and I 
I cannot tell you what their names are. Nope. Not even kind of. Mm-mm. They're fairly like normal names, so there's nothing yeah. that really, like stick out. But nope. they're decorating like the bonus room above the garage, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a they're making it like a crafting workspace with a bunch of like quilts and quilt making stuff and right. things like that. Um, and that's their whole thing. Like they. They design people's craft rooms, but they also just quilt a lot. Yeah, mostly they're quilters, and they sell off quilts for charities, mm-hmm. occasions. Most of what they do. Um, Every time I read this book, I get another bump of, like, uh, energy, motivation, whatever, to make the quilt that I've been planning for some time. Right. Look, man, quilts are about love and patience. <laughs> but yeah, these are two old ladies. One of them works at a nursing home. Yep. And the other one... Helps her out of the nursing home because she's just a friend that they hang out together. She's like retired, so she just hangs out there with her and quilts. Right. Mm-hmm. She works the overnight shift, so she just yeah. has to sit there and mind the phones and be there right. in case anything happens. Correct. And so and they're lovely and nice definitely lovely love. ladies. Definitely. Um, Absolutely. I've read Bingo Love on how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our next... Uh, and they're not the murderers. They're, God, no. They're so nice. They're far away from ever even being remotely yeah, suspects. Yeah, like they're theoretically suspects, but they're, they're not suspects. Yeah. Um, so then we have, uh, Linda, also known as Our Lady of Chintz. Um, she is like a middle-aged, uh, woman who loves chintz. Loves it. And just like busy patterns and clutter and just, Mm -hmm. um, Meg was, you know, was like, theoretically she likes the kind of design she does because she talks about wanting like a... So, you know, slightly cluttered, kind of lived in, naturally acquired sort of feeling. Like, you've just picked up pieces over the years. And, mm-hmm. like, I totally get what Meg is saying. Like, that sounds appealing to me in theory. But then right. when, like, it ends up just being clutter. Right. You just feel claustrophobic just, like, walking into the room. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Like, we've been looking at a lot of houses online periodically, thinking about the potential idea of buying a house one day. And uh, we notice in some of these houses that are, like, the kind of houses we love, actually. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you look into a room and it's just like not that they were preparing to move. It's just stuff on stuff on stuff, and I get that feeling of like I need to scream and yeah. run out of this place immediately because yeah. it's like, oh boy, like how can this be? Yeah. So yeah, our lady um, of chance. Also not the murderer. Also not the murderer, though um, she has more more motive. Yeah. Than the quilt ladies. Um, She's the one who hit the murderer from because he was mean to her online. Yes. Okay. In he, person. He catfished her. Yeah. Essentially. In like the dickish. Like, in, in like he, the dickish man. Like he catfished her specifically to make fun of her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's an awful person. So. Yep. Um. Then we have Sarah, who I don't think has a nickname because she's just a friend of Meg. No, she's just yeah. She's not. She's Meg's new friend in the house because she's sensible. She's just like chill and sensible. She Always likes books. A, she likes books. <laughs> Which is important in this. It, you know. <laughs> authors, uh, especially, I don't know, mystery authors seem to really fucking love books. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, obviously. In like a bibliophile sort of way. Right. Like, uh, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a streak of color in her hair. She's doing this, The she's decorating the study. She's doing it in like an art deco style. Right. And it's nice. And she has some really comfortable armchairs. She has very comfortable armchairs that almost um, get flooded out earlier yes. on in the story. When that uh, murder victim fucking breaks down a wall that has, like, support beams and water pipes and stuff in it. That he was explicitly told not, not to break down. Yes. So the murder victim is, of course, the actual villain of the story. Yes. Um, and he's the villain even after he's dead. He's, <laughs> he is the villain the entire way through. And the person who kills him is bad, but also he's the villain still. Yep. Like, it's just... And I appreciate that he's the villain mm-hmm. of the story. Like, I appreciate when Meg is like... Um, it sucks that people are, have killed. It's like not fair. Like she so goes to that thing about like Scrooge is able to like, redeem himself, and it's like maybe he, he could have been redeemed, whatever, and he won't get the chance to, whatever. And I do like I legitimately right feel that, whatever because he was not killed. Like, like he should have just been beaten up. He should not have been killed. Yeah. Um, and I'm you know thoroughly anti murder. Correct. I yes I am anti murder. <laughs> uh, but like I do not approve of it. But I do appreciate that even with all that said, he was still. Clearly Definitely the villain. The villain of the mm-hmm. story. So, yeah. The one, um, I mean, like, not to, like, knock Sarah, but she's not particularly important. No. Um, the one way that she's kind of important to the story is that um, her partner in the decorating firm that she runs. Which, I, for some reason, I still thought it was the law firm. Like, the first time I read the book, I, I remember mean, it being, well, like. partner, like. Yeah, partner. And the firm is named, like, it's, like, Sarah's last name. 
her partner's last name and then the dog who has a lawyer ass name yeah whatever yeah. so it's like barn banks and bailey or yeah, something like that yeah and bailey's the dog and it's like yeah it's like yeah it definitely sounds like a like a firm yeah, of lawyers like a firm of lawyers so i didn't realize it was an art firm until the second time i read it through <laughs> and i was like oh they're an, oh that's they're art. decorating they're decorators yeah, yeah. Um, so th- they got into it with our murder victim at like a trade show yeah. um, and it freaked out uh, Sarah's uh, uh, business partner so much that she didn't want to do the show house so Sarah's doing it by herself and then she brings a gun because she wants Sarah to have a gun to protect herself and Sarah's she, like this is a bad idea it's a bad idea and her partner was like oh, I'll give an F and so and then when Sarah's study gets flooded the gun goes missing Oh no! Oh no! Obviously, right? All right, I've been yammering, so you take the next one. Oh, I get Princess Violet, who um, I don't know did Violet ever get a last name, um, but she loves pink. She loves uh, frilly shit. Um, I think Meg describes the room she's making as a room that would have made her like run out screaming if her mother had decorated her room that way as a child. Um, just to sort of like, uh, she's like demure but also not, not uh but very plain in her like dressing sense or what have you it doesn't like her dressing sense doesn't entirely match the um or no, no that's already of chintz who has a brown bag I, I get already of chintz and princess violet confused because like they, they're, they're unimportant yeah and they do kind of have similar they have similar demeanors. vibes yeah they have similar demeanors uh, violet's younger than yeah. already of chintz younger and she dresses really f- but she's also like in meg's estimation i think people can wear whatever the fuck they want at whatever age right that makes an estimation she is already she is old enough that wearing all the frills and pink and stuff is kind of like uh what are we doing here kids yeah 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 i get it like, you, know, you should wear whatever you want whenever you want to that said the way our society works um like you kind of have to accept you're going to be perceived a certain way if you right yeah. if you're putting on the things right yeah. and if you're cool with that then be cool with that she seems to be cool with it. Also, but maybe she also just doesn't know. She seems like she may not. She may just be in the world of uh, pinks. Yeah, and there's whatever. some mixed feelings there. Uh, she's the one that uh, is. She is a secret villain, not because she never does anything wrong, oh. because she takes. She has the bleeping audacity to take the book covers off the books and then replace them with nondescript. Uh, um, like pink and purple like, pink like and slip purple covers, slip yeah. covers and what what's in the books doesn't matter she hasn't read these books she got them from the thrift store she doesn't even care about <laughs> reading them she was just gonna throw away the dust jackets so personally i hate dust jackets they're so annoying i'm good i'm, I'm he- i am all here for a nice hard cover that doesn't have yes. a dust jacket on it with a nice like printed the, on cover yes the printed on cover is so oh. superior to this uh dust jacket so superior. they get bent they get lost they they tear get, they, tear, they get when they get they, they wet, slide they up and down if you try to read the book with it on it yeah yeah like uh yeah nah, man i'm anti-dust jacket in whatever sense i also just don't care enough about like books to right, be like right she's gonna take these books from the, she's gonna she bought these books from goodwill right. she's gonna use them for the show house and it's when the show is over she's gonna take all those books immediately back to goodwill right like this time stands dust jacket right. does goodwill's not gonna care right. also the library doesn't want those books meg meg the library does not want those <laughs> books they don't need another copy of moby dick they're good i promise you <laughs> <laughs> yes where they're going straight to the book sale right exactly 100 percent. you can get that for 25 cents right at the front of the library thank you, you very much uh, maybe for ten if they're uh, if it's on Black Friday. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, they have that sale all the time. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, like I get the whole like I like being able to browse the books or whatever. But it's like whatever she's doing is an aesthetic thing. It's, it's hashtag aesthetics, and yeah, I'm sure like, it lo- I'm sure it looks blinky as hell too. Right. I would probably I would I would also hate to live in that room, but I would probably like going through a show house. I would probably love that room. Right. <laughs> just walking in, it's just audacious, and it's like ooh. I was thinking about like um, I've seen people do that thing like periodically, where like maybe like in like a library or whatever, they'll like put a plain like brown dust jacket on a book and be like, "This is a mystery borrow," or like have a bag of books. Totally. It's like think about it like that. That like now you have to open up the book and page through it to see. You won't be you won't be judging the book by its cover cover artists over here crying in the corner yeah yeah this is, there are a lot of amazing cover artists out there my dislike of dust jackets has nothing to do with disliking cover art oh no it's, it's, the, it's the form of the dust jacket itself that yes. is the bother yes um, there are a lot of amazingly beautiful um and like well thought have out have seen the news never mind 
Zinchou. Yeah, the new Zinchou cover uh, for the English UK edition. The English UK for the UK hardcover edition is like, yeah, uh, some good stuff. All right. Anyway, so next is I think my favorite in the house, which is Goth Girl Vermilion. Mm-hmm. Goth Girl is her nickname. Vermilion is her actual name. Mm-hmm. Um, she came from out of town. She had a troubled past, and now she's here to design bats on your shit. Do you like to live in Dracula's castle? Have we got a designer for you? And I love it. I, right. Everybody is like runs away in horror. Um, another character who who's important to the story later on, who used to live in this house, it, like walks into it and is like visibly shaken and like disturbed because that used to be her room and now it is a nightmare factory. And God, I love it. She has fucking like a uh, beautiful China tea set that goes in with like the full like Victorian goth aesthetic or what have you. Like she has put Spanish moss on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> It's so wonderful. Again, uh, something I would love to see in a show house and be horrified to live in. <clears throat> Another small inconsistency because earlier in the book, Meg notes the Spanish moss yep. when describing the room. And then later in the book, somebody mentions her putting Spanish moss up in the room. And, and she's Meg's like, what? Like, what? Spanish. Oh, I'll make sure she takes that down. Yeah, she noted the Spanish moss. Maybe she put up more Spanish moss on the ceiling. I'm just, just like the last one, there's some plausible like workaround. Like, no, this it's could cl- it's, make sense. No, it's clear we should forgot. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Writing books is hard, kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I blame the uh, editor. editor, whichever editor would be responsible for that sort of thing. Yeah, whatever editor, editor. But also, I don't really because it's no, who not cares? That big a deal. <laughs> who cares? But also, the editor, sh- the editor should read the book six times, like the <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> to really catch all those fine details. Like I find the, I, I catch these like small inconsistencies. I'm like, I should be an editor. I'm like, no, you've just read this book a bunch of times. Cor- correct, <laughs> correct. All right, next is mom oh it's mom who's decorating the great room yes because she's mom and she's perfect and she's wonderful yes um she has it's a like beautiful a design sense because she's mother even though meg doesn't always like it even though every time mom designs anything for meg it's perfect and wonderful yes but meg has an instinct has a distinct uh an instinctive distrust of her mother's fashion sense because yes. her mom is super extra yeah so i get it i mean i wouldn't say that every time she designs something for her she like unequivocally loves it like that's fair she'll like decorate the house for christmas and meg will be like it is beautiful not really my taste right. but beautiful so right. that's the kind of like reaction that meg yeah. has to a lot of her stuff yeah um but she's in the, the great room in like a victorian mm-hmm. christmasy um situation right um for now bom, for bom, now bom. <laughs> so next we have eustace who is doing the kitchen and he is uh Described by the young Purple Snapper character that we're going to talk about in a minute as being the old Southern man with a beard. Yep. Um, and the belly or whatever. The, something like that. Yeah. The fat old guy with the beard or whatever. The old Southern, yeah, like, is it the, like the old Southern gentleman with the beard? Yeah. Is it the chubby old Southern gentleman with the beard? Something Some, like something that. Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but Mag knows that he only has a neat little paunch and he is a gentleman and he's only like I don't know, forty or fifty or something. Yeah, like he's that. like forty or fifty. Yeah. Like he's young um, and spry, young, young and spry enough. Um, he is sober. Yep, he is um, a recovering alcoholic or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's been sober for like a significant amount of time. A significant amount of time. Um, and our villain, of course, puts open containers of alcohol around him just to be a jerk. Yep. Um, and he's worried because his alibi for the murder is that he was with um, the Sumper. young man that he is sponsoring. Right. Um, but can't, obviously. Divulge the information divulge, of divulge the... Divulge his name without yeah. his permission. Correct. Um, so he's a little worried about that. But he is not a murderer either. He is not a murderer. Um, so neither neither is mom. I guess strong neither gay is vibes, goth so girl. he's just... He, I, I, I am certain that he's gay. I, I don't think it's ever actually said, though. Are you sure? I don't think it is. Not, but I swear. I know it's it's such a strong vibe that you would swear that it's explicitly said, but I don't think it is. I gotta read the book again for a fourth or fifth time. Seriously, because I I'm almost certain. Like, how do I get the? Not, it's not it's not a vibe because like he just or whatever. I swear that like it's noted somewhere in there. But did we just both do this for ourselves? Or we I just? Think we might have done this. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not gonna like but, swear like, on it. We didn't do it with Sarah. We didn't do it with the cult ladies. Whatever. Yes. But with Eustace, we both were just like, no, no, definitely. no defin- definitively gay. Definitely in gay. the t- in the text, gay. Right, right. Like that's the feel I get too. But I don't think it's actually there. Huh. Could be wrong. Maybe we'll come back to it next year and be like, uh, con- all control, right, it's on page seventy-three. Control F gay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. 
Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Did he have a husband at home? Or I don't think so. Or something like that? Or... I don't think so. Maybe not. All right, whatever. This is the thing that's going to plague us <laughs> uh, until next year. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make an executive decision to skip these two. Yep, come back. And go down to a, yep. my, the sense. actual star of the ah. of, of the entire thing, which is Ivy, who is a ninja and a wizard. And you may think I'm joking because she did this. No, no, she's actually literally a ninja wizard <laughs> because she can disappear and reappear into scenes whenever she wants to. People cannot see her. They cannot hear her coming. Um and she has the ability to fade into the scenery that she is painting. Now she is doing the foyer, the foyer, um, and she is painting, painting them with all these little different scenes of Christmas stories and Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales and so forth, which gets us the nightingale, nightingale. bit, which I was not going to forget this episode. See, I thought about it too. Yeah. Yeah. So she is. So mean. So at some point in time, uh, Meg's grandfather, who is the uh, local owner of the wildlife refuge. No, no, he owns a zoo. He owns a zoo. zoo. He owns a zoo. Caroline has a wildlife refuge. Right, refuge. but he's like a famous uh, wildlife person. Right, he's like a he's on TV being bitten by wild animals on a regular occasion. Right, right. Um, rescuings and all that kind of stuff. Right, so uh, wildlife educator, um, and so he is there, and Meg has to just entertain him for a while. But he's a grump. He doesn't care about design stuff. But Ivy's painting gets him because it's a very accurate painting of a nightingale, even though the foliage around uh, is not accurate to Chinese foliage, even of the era. And Ivy has to tell him uh, it's not historically accurate. It's what Hans Christian Andersen would have imagined China to look like because he had never <laughs> seen it because he was just some dude, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I, which I did love. I appreciate it. He's like, harumph. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she tells the the Hoskins and Anderson Nightingale story, which is always like fun or whatever. Yeah, it's so charming. Yeah. I, 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 to be fair, though, I'm not sure I found it as charming as I do now. Before I read those this book and had Ivy's telling and grandfather's like and having grandfather painted in as the emperor. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that has definitely increased my my fondness for the story. I mean, I think there are some really shitty tellings of that story. Yeah, but I think yeah. like the I think I've like I've always liked the core premise of like. He treated the bird bad, and then he got because he got the robot bird. Yeah, and then like the bird was like, "F that noise, I'm out." <laughs> and then came, the bird came back and was like, "Oh, sorry, dog." And then it was like, "I could sing for you if you just treat me like a fucking person." Right. And the emperor was like, "Yeah, you're right, dog. My bad." Yeah. And so true, yeah. true, true, true. So like, but like, there are some like all Han Christian Anderson stories. There are some just horrific interpretations <laughs> of it, where people strive to make them as horrific as possible because yeah. they're like, really, these stories were awful and grim all the time. Yeah. It's really about pulling birds' inseams out or whatever. Inseams? Like, they're fucking paint legs. <laughs> um, insides, because people are terrible. Anyway, yeah. um, that's Ivy. She's great. She's wonderful and is also the hero of the story. Um, and she also, I feel like we have to mention this, even though I'm going to butcher the term, um, the other thing she does in addition to painting these scenes as she does something French it's something French it's where she paints surfaces to look as though they are made out of a different material yes, like, I, I, I find that in real life incredible yes and I would definitely pay someone to make my wall look like a marble wall right or some shit like that right you know? it's like <laughs> you think this is marble really it's drywall you think it's stone but really it's stone wow it's a different stone yeah, yeah. No, I know I, I, I do I find that stuff fascinating yeah no it's cool uh when we do our great designs work, we will definitely get someone <laughs> to do some chomplet. Um, all right. So that's it for the designers, except for the last two designers who are the murderer and the murder victim. We will get to them in a second. Um, uh, in this house also is the reporter, is a, a teen reporter who is not actually a reporter. She's posing as a reporter from the college newspaper. Right. And of course, Meg doesn't vet this because why the hell would you vet this? This is one I'm not actually upset about. No. Um, I'm a little bit like, come on, because she's so clearly so like... so obvious that she's not a reporter. Right. Um, I mean, but Meg is also being pulled in like a million different directions. Right. Again, once she's again, managing the show house. Meg is managing the show house <laughs> and she's only doing it because her mother threatened to use her farmhouse as the show house. Um, and Meg was like, oh, hell no. Which, like, how would that have even worked? They live there. That's an excellent question, dear. <laughs> and one that mom did not ask. No, no, she did not. And so I feel like it was actually 
a ploy to get her to do something else or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever. And it just so happened that in this town of Carfilly, which has a massive housing shortage, a massive housing shortage where people will literally buy anything to live into. They're living in the Whispering Pines. Somebody would have bought um, this house. It hasn't sold for six years. To be fair, and I know I was the one originally when we were talking about it earlier, being like, how could this be? This is a massive inconsistency. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But they do note at one point that it's not that it's like been on the market for six years and hasn't sold. There's literally a bunch of like back and forth between all of the dudes, the previous owners, like um, various creditors correct, and stuff correct. on, who, uh, yeah, on yeah. who owned the house. Yeah. So it couldn't be sold because it wasn't clear who owned it. Right. Because um, he was like some... Like he was a, he was Wall a, Street type dude who right. like fucked over a bunch of his yeah he um, he made some shady debts and lost all the house yeah which is important <laughs> uh, because the money was in the banana stand the entire time uh, so Jessica is actually the daughter of the shady banker who used to live in the house and she is very young in fact I am not certain she's eighteen yet yeah uh, I think she might be still a minor because uh, Meg has that realization at the end. I like I don't know if she whatever, but it seems like she's actually very much still a minor. Yeah, even if she's like not actually a minor, she's very like. Is the implications of not the implications? She's had an awful childhood because yeah. at a very young age, uh, her whole family goes to jail. Basically, like her dad goes her, to jail. Her dad goes for, to jail. Her mom, I think, dies in a. Her mom dies in a car accident. Car crash. Yeah, and then her brother goes to jail for drugs, drugs and theft. Theft. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. So dad goes to jail for fraud, um, for all the stuff that happened with the Wall Street stuff and the bad investments, and which was clearly just grifting and fraud. Right. Um, the brother goes to jail, and then sta- he goes he goes to jail, and then goes to worse jail because he's bad while he's in jail, um, and the mother dies, and so she's pretty much left like alone. His mother's so like falling through the cracks, cases, right. or whatever. Yeah. So things are going very poorly for her in life, and her recourse is that her mother kept telling her. That they can't. So she used to have a pony. Like she had a pony when she was a child. Like so, this like she's like really young when this all happens, right? So she had a pony. They had a pool. They had all this like nice stuff because dad was grifting like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the market turned and things went really poorly, right? Mm-hmm. And so she has this conception. And then and the house is also full of hidey holes. Like legitimate has all these which. Man, be still I my heart. House. Yeah. Be no, still my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and so. And we don't have to worry about this contributing to a, like, psychotic break in our child because we're not having any. Amen. <laughs> not the psychotic breaks or children. Yes. Um, oh, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, touch wood. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, it's like, um, so this girl knows that she used to be able to find things in the house. And so it's not just a situation where she, like, completely misunderstands that, like, the money's in the house. Kind of. But it is. She doesn't completely <laughs> misunderstand what her mother was saying. Yeah, because then whenever she's like, oh, I, I want this thing or I want that thing, and her mom would be like, we can't afford it. All the money's in the house. Right. And I get that. Um, but I think this one makes a little more sense than just, like, her being completely out of control. Sure. Because there, the idea that money was hidden in the house somewhere made sense to makes her. sense to a child. Right. Right, to an actual literal child. Right. So I get that part of it. Right. But then someone should have taught her economics at some point down. And <laughs> well, she's been like very rough, rough whatever. And yeah, bad on this. systems and all this thing. And this is how her, this is her like go plan. I get that part. But so this I'm leads to her going at the walls with an axe. With an axe. In, mo- in mother's room, destroying it. And the tree. She kills the tree. Yeah. Which I thought was like, ooh, that's strong. She's strong. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wiry. A wiry strength. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I love that actually... Um, it's all like she's knocking on the walls the entire time. Like yes. The first time you read the book, you may not like catch it or whatever. Because like she's just kind of like you're like, oh, she's, she's young weird, and she's fidgety and yeah. then, like whatever. Exactly. Weird kids. Right. And then, but the second the hottie holes were brought up as part of the thing, I'm like, she's looking for hidey holes. Something is wrong here. And, yep. it was, and then it was very obvious the second that like uh, Meg goes investigating into who used to live here. And it's like, well, she used to live here. She used to live she's here. She's not a student. Right. So, yeah. But, uh, um, the first time she comes and breaks things with an axe, it's in the room uh, of our murder victim. So right. she is very heavily suspected. Correct. Um, and then she disappears because she's good at that because she's been living on her own out in the middle of these streets right, for right. some time. Um, so another couple of, of, of fellas that are, I guess, theoretically, theoretically suspects, but, never but really. not actually ever really suspects are Tomas and Mateo, who are the two workmen that are working in our murder victim's room. He hired them to help him 
Um, I say hired, but he hasn't actually paid them because he's a dipshit. He's an awful person. He's a true villain. Yes. Tomaso Mateo don't speak much English. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Eustace does speak Spanish. Yep. Um, so does Randall. So does Randall, uh, which makes sense with him working in the Cosmos trade. Even Because yep. not, not everybody who, who, who works for him is his family. Yeah. Just 90% of them. Just, just most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah. they're like super cool and they're very skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I feel like it's handled pretty well in terms of like, uh, like it's not like, ah, uh, they're dumb and don't speak English. Like they're clearly no. like, yeah. whatever. And, and Meg notes, like she wished she spoke better Spanish or whatever, right. you know, like it's a, it's Is just it a, a communication barrier, not like a judgment on. Right. Correct. Yeah. Or whatever. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, the bar is low, but you know. Right, no, but we like Tomas and Mateo. Like she didn't trip over it. <laughs> right, exactly. It's all we. <laughs> we just ask for you to when you see the low bar, just slide under it, man. Mm-hmm. Like don't or jump over or walk over whatever. You, wait. Anyway, <laughs> so then the, our final suspects are the Grangers, who yes. one of them is a domestic abuser, an all-around abuser, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is his soon-to-be ex-wife. Uh, yes. The other suspect yes. is a soon-to-be ex-wife yes. um, who was in a relationship with the murder victim on the side. Even though she doesn't want to be, she just chose him as her escape route to get out of her marriage, um, which her husband would not grant a divorce because he's an awful human being yep. uh, beforehand. So, yeah, we first meet him when he follows Meg uh, in a car at night um, and then jumps out. Wait. wait is he supposed to be the one who was following her um, in the streets earlier as well? Yeah, pretty sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, he follows her um, in a car at night. Uh, she is smart and gets Randall to tail her uh, before doing anything silly. He cuts in front of her because it's snow on the ground. Because, again, once again, it's Car Philly. Always. We don't get much snow here except for whenever it's Every time for a murder Christmas. mystery. <laughs> and we need a foot of snow in order to make things hectic. Not, it's, not a, it's not a snow in situation this time, but, like, it's just noting that, once again, we are snowed. Um, and, yeah. And so he jumps out of the car and, like, runs at her and starts yelling abuse at her. And that's Like, where's my wife? I know you know where she is and right. stuff. Because there is, we find out, a secret uh, woman's shelter in Car Philly. Which Meg finds out about it because she follows Vermilion one night after she notices Vermilion acting funky. Yes, he's very furtive um, and a horrible def- defensive driver. Uh, evasive driver? Evasive driver, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Anyway, um, Vermilion volunteers at the women's shelter because she has had similar things in her past and mm-hmm. she's like helpful there and stuff. Correct. Um, but uh, the police have gotten like a little bit of wind of the women's shelter and so they, they do know that somebody working at the show house mm-hmm. knows about it. Um, and they mentioned that and apparently Mr. Granger hears it and he jumps to the conclusion that it's Meg that knows about the women's shelter. Right. Not familiar. So he starts following Meg to try to find out where his wife is. Right. Despite the fact his wife is not even at the women's shelter because she's too... She's too hoity. Too snoo- snooty. She's staying with some friends. Right. I mean... In the rich part of town. Whatever. In the rich part of town, yeah. No, like the, the implication was heavily implied that like she had not even... she did, One, she didn't know the women's shelter existed. Right. But two... Which is a downside to a secret woman's shelter. I understand they're the, trying to keep it secret for safety reasons. But right, like, it is a downside. It's a mixed bag. Right, it is a mixed bag situation. I I see the reasons for and against keeping yes. it a secret. Like, I understand what the thought process that yeah. leads you to, like, wanting to keep it as low profile as possible. Yeah. By the time we get to Lark, that secret is blown out of the yeah. out of we'll the sky. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We had to make new secrets. But, yeah, so he is a terrible shitbag, but, but not the murderer. Yes. Um, hopefully, someone puts him into a river at some point in time in the future, though. Absolutely. Uh, and Felicia is just a piece of work, but also not the murderer. Right. Um, like, not in a bad way. She's really just a, like, she's just an active person. Right. Uh, very feisty. Yeah. Uh, tried to fight Meg. Maybe doesn't think things through, but is also trying to escape an abusive husband. So, like, I'm willing to give her some grace. Oh, I'm giving her all the grace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not on her. This is, yeah, I'm saying, like, she comes in the skin like a firecracker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, setting things off. Because she thinks, for some reason, that Meg is dating uh, Clay, the murder victim. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Because she was ready. So. 
Meg's like, nah, I'm not dating him. I'm only at his house because he was just murdered. He says, I'm at his house because he was murdered. And he has all of our missing packages. Yes, he's so, been stealing everybody's missing packages. Yeah, which is... So a, that leads us to Clay. That's Clayborn Spot is Wood. Clayborn Spot is Wood. Real name, Clay Smith. Um, uh, which, my favorite <laughs> inconsistency, because this is a legit inconsistency. There's no way to work around this one. Uh, him being Clay Smith is dropped in the book before he is actually revealed to be Clay Smith. I don't know if this is just in the audiobook version or if it's also in the print version. I have not had a chance to verify. I got a control F Clay Smith. But he's definitely um, referred to as Clay Smith before the reveal that he has changed his name. Correct. It, to, yeah. To avoid notoriety because he was once convicted of manslaughter. Because he shot um, his art dealer. While he was drunk. While he was drunk. And it was the art dealer's gun. Yes. So he managed to like... Get Couldn't quite wrangle self-defense, but managed to wrangle manslaughter. Right, instead of murder, which it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> because he is the villain. He is the worst. So he moved to Carfilly. He stole all of uh, someone's... All of the... So the last house person is Martha. Yep. Martha. Uh, she is our murderer. She is also referred to by Meg and her mother as the other Martha. And she hates Martha Stewart. Yeah, so it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Because <laughs> um, she's a designer. Yeah, but... Um, Clay... Explain the joke more. It makes it funnier. Clay... Uh, and her were dating at one point in time, mm-hmm. and he, she's the one that got him into the design business, right? And then uh, Clay and her split. He took half her clients, if not more. If not more, uh, he uh, has been doing dirty deeds with everybody in this house here, there periodically. He's been sexually harassing everybody in the house, doing the the famous uh, squeeze by a small space with you mm-hmm. move, which dick move. Don't do that shit. Uh, who's listening to this that needs to be told that right um, i mean who knows maybe some random people are going to be like anyway no yeah um <laughs> yeah like doing all the, doing all like the all the skeevy bad things yes. in the house or whatever uh making uh, uh he made for million extraordinarily uncomfortable um he made every woman in the house extraordinarily uncomfortable mm-hmm. um if so. anything i don't think they take a hard enough line right like yeah it's the whole like missing stare thing where you like you just work around this person it's like not nah, you need to be calling this shit out actively right, yeah like their workarounds are like you know meg's mom and eustace always make sure not to leave a million alone or whatever right. like it's like that's shit but uh it's not the problem the problem is clay get rid of clay yeah drop clay on his head yeah suplex him down the stairs yeah uh don't murder him though we, we're against murder but we're pro down the stairs suplexing. We're mostly against murder down the stairs suplexing <laughs> maybe he'll forget how to be a bad person right um but yeah but martha is another designer she d- did not put her application in until after the deadline and just assume she should get the best uh right room. right um but it said she gets the laundry room and a bathroom correct because this is what we have yep enjoy this um, do what you can yeah sucks to be you boss but here you go put your shit on on time right uh and she hates clay for all the uh, aforementioned reasons. And also because he got the master bedroom and she did not. Like, mostly she hates him because he stole all her clients in Richmond. And now she's worried that he's going to steal all her clients here because he followed her to Carfilly. He followed her to Carfilly. Um, and she, you know, the thing, the reason why she's not really a redeemable character is because, like, those are her motivations. Right. Well, and because she shoots a Meg. Right. Does she shoot a Meg? She, yeah. Yeah, she shoots a Meg. She shoots a Meg. She shoots a Meg. Does she shoot a Meg? She's in the house before when, when the first when the murder happens. Yeah. Um, when the shots are fired, because so after Clay is killed, yeah, Clay's yeah, yeah. already dead. But the, someone but shoots question, shots at Meg. Right, but is that Martha or is that Jessica? Did Jessica have that the that the same gun? It's a different gun that was used on the on Clay and because the Jessica shots. comes to the house after Clay's already dead. Because that's and true. like hacks shit up. So I think the implication is that at that point. It's Jessica in the house. Okay. But anyway, Martha shoots Jessica, which she did it's not bad. need to do. Correct. No need. Jessica, Jessica was definitely a threat, but she did not need to try to kill her. Jessica was kind of a threat, but you had you had the gun. The threat was now neutralized. Right. Like, she wasn't that off a rocker that uh, you needed to shoot her in any capacity, Martha. Relax. But right. Martha's a villain, so she just shot her. Yeah. Um, She's like, maybe I'll have to shoot her again, and then I'll... Right. Hit, hit you with the hatchet yeah hit you with the hatchet to make it look like you would self-defense yeah. at the whatever time and yeah and whatever. then you'll both be dead right so that definitely makes her a villain correct but even outside of that she's a villain because of her motivations her motivations were just that like she would lost some clients right and you like, know her original goal was not to kill him 
but to frame him for not frame yeah frame him yeah uh because he's a felon uh he can't have he can't own a firearm so she was gonna put uh the gun in his room in the room he's designing yeah and then tip off the police tip off the police that he has a gun that's sending him to jail and giving her the master bathroom bathroom the master Master bedroom. bedroom to design and this backfired because he showed up and so she decided instead of like doing anything else to just kill him yeah which is just no martha bad bad <laughs> that was the wrong decision correct so yeah that was bad yeah but clay deserved to die she also appears to have a, a, an alibi at first because she was um hanging out with violet mm-hmm. but it turns out the violet wasn't so much drunk as she was drugged yeah she drugged not. yeah another reason she's irredeemable because she drugs violet yes um, and drugging people is not okay it is bad in every way possible so yeah she drugs violet to give herself an alibi because violet just fell asleep and thought she was just too drunk mm-hmm. but in reality that was not the case so it's like yeah martha was there taking care of me the whole time nope martha nipped down to the uh she went to the show house shot clay and then nipped back over yep um so yeah and but um so we want to come to the to the end we'll, we will come to the end so jessica has destroyed the house killed the tree destroyed uh, specifically meg's meg's, meg's mom's room. meg's mom's room Killed the tree, all that kind of stuff, right? And so something has to be done about the situation. But it's nice at first that Meg's mom's main concern really is that Meg's Meg safety. Is okay. Right, because she, because she comes in and um, Meg, is, Meg has been tied up um, and attacked. Jessica has an axe. The room is destroyed. Martha is a murderer. Um, and Meg's mom is like, yo, this is not okay why is my child tied up right and uh have been attacked or what have you right so yeah mother was very uh meg was like we need to protect mom from this room there's a sweet moment with michael being concerned for her safety correct in the book yes you have nice little cozy moments yeah there's some cozy yeah cozy you almost died i'm (laughs) glad you're okay yeah yeah, yeah. whatever Um, the boys are safe the entire time. Yeah. Oh, the gimmick with the boys this book is that they're trying to find her a Christmas present. Yes. And they keep trying to select. Uh, there's this great scene with Santa uh, <laughs> where the boys are like, what do you, are you sure mommy doesn't want a basketball hoop? <laughs> like, uh, or an ant, it was an ant farm. The yeah. first was an ant farm. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, <laughs> mommies just don't like ant farms. <laughs> it's like, all right, what about a basketball hoop? I, like, I, I also find it very hard to understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate him. Like, just being perplexed that mummies don't want Xboxes and ant farms and basketball hoops. Uh, Michael has to stop them from buying uh, gerbils. gerbils and hamsters and various other small, easily killable creatures. Um, all the other stuff, because they're trying to find Meg a present. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun like, through line throughout the book. And they end up uh, getting the coolest quilt from the quilt ladies. Yeah, the um, cool tumbling blocks quilt. Because the quilt ladies are super rad. And mm-hmm pretend like the price for it is exactly what the kids have in their piggy bank or whatever right which is nonsense because like handmade, handmade really cool design quilts expensive. like that are actually quite expensive yeah but that's just the kind of upstanding ladies that they are they are they are good ladies plus meg has done a lot meg <laughs> solved the murder she's been helping organize the entire house she's been very nice to the quilt ladies and they're like no nah, we got you on this yeah, one yeah and, and they know the story of uh meg's kids trying to buy her everything under the sun yeah that is not what she wants turns out the diamond earrings that one of them thought were very nice are a little bit out of their price range a little out of the price range (laughs) and none of the smells are as good as the ones rose noir makes nope yeah nope so yeah i don't understand why the people at the jewelry store weren't as nice as the quilt ladies i agree just give the kids (laughs) the diamond earrings for like 12 dollars whatever um but yeah and then but then it's very heartwarming everybody comes together to put mom's room back in order every remaining show house member comes to brings brings a little something to the table and all the family mm-hmm. brings a little something they bring like the ornaments from the house yeah they uh, bring in like you know bits of furniture they have that are nice Eustace has some tables that he beat her out for an auction and he brings mm-hmm. her something um michael brings in um the ladies from his mom's uh shop um does right. alterations the, and sewing stuff to help mm-hmm. make new slip covers and cushions and things right the um, various church ladies come in. Mm-hmm. Kids yeah, do Minerva, Christmas crafts to decorate. Yep, yep, everyone gets it all nice and whim- nice and whimsical. Yeah, it has a real, real homemade Christmas feel. Yeah, and of course she wins because uh, it's the so prize, charming. It's so charming and nice. 
but of course, this is, this is the detail I really appreciate. Yes, mom. After like this is no, not before, but before she wins. But like after the whole thing, she loves the room. She loves the way the room looks. Right now, after it's been renovated by the, by love and care, she goes to Meg and it's like, "Tell me you have a picture of the room." I wish I had a picture. I before. wish I had a picture of how it was when I. Like, and she's like, "Meg's I like I have it. pictures." She's, she's like, like "Nah, nah, those are um, work in progress pictures." Meg's like, "No, really, I took a bunch of pictures right before I almost got murdered." Right, and Mama's like, "Hell yeah, yeah," and I appreciate it because like as nice as the new room is, right? Even if it's better and it's whatever, right. she put even if all that strong, work. Yeah, she put all that work into, into it. And she wants she wants to see it. Yeah, and it got hacked to hell, and, and it's back. true to her character, and mm-hmm. it's also just like satisfying right. that she cares about that. You're allowed right, to both be would. charmed by all the work and love and care yeah. that went into your family helping you with this, and all Absolutely. the people in your community helping with it, and yeah. also be like, you know, I want to see what I accomplished. Correct. I really like that. So yeah, yeah, good on that. Big fan of that shit. So before we wrap up, wrap up though. Yes. My absolute favorite bit in this book. Um, there is a uh, reporter from Richmond. Oh, yes. supposed to come and take pictures and look at the show yes. house and stuff, yes. write it up for the paper. Um, but Meg's mom's room has just been destroyed. And so Meg tasks her father with delaying the reporter at all costs. Take him to the zoo. Take him to the zoo. Tell him it's, tell him that the show house got moved there. Like, yeah. do whatever, <laughs> like, whatever. And instead, like, Meg looks over and her dad's like, taking the man's like blood pressure right. and like stuff and it's like comes over it's like yeah i'm transporting him to the hospital and she's like what i don't want you to like commit malpractice for the show house and he's like i'm not I'm he's like first of all it's not for the show house it's for <laughs> your mom <laughs> which i love it's like but also it's not medical malpractice he's literally like possibly currently having a heart attack and right. is not very likely to be having one soon. He's just crunching down Tums. and that's Yeah, he's like a, the pain and in rubbing his, his arm. And, and yeah. he's, yeah, so got he's, the Tums. And right. it's like, these are really like strong indications of, taken together. Of, if not a heart attack now, that he is on the path to some kind of cardiac I- issue in the future. In the very near very future. Very near future, yeah. So yeah, I appreciate so it. So he, he does in fact, take him to the hospital, he does in fact get um, admitted. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, good job, Dad. Yeah. Dad's a good saving doctor. Saving lives. But also, is totally willing to commit medical malpractice for her mother. Would have, in fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would have done so. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's like, yeah, I was going to try the zoo thing, uh, except that. I saw the situation. It was like, if needs must. Right. Because he called. It's like, you're in Richmond. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? What are you doing in Richmond? So, yeah. Yeah, it's big beautiful. fan. Big fan. So, yeah. I did love that. That was mm-hmm. lovely. It was a nice. That whole end bit is a great wrapper mm-hmm. on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate, like fun going on there mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so like that's really it it wraps up very very neatly right there because this one doesn't have quite as aggressively much anymore as the last one did right 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 um but it worked it very much worked it, it, it does flow into uh the ending very well so yeah so we will be back next time with the next book which is how the Finch How Stole Finch? Christmas. I was going to say Oh, it. sorry. I was just really proud of myself for actually remembering it this time. I had to look it up. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, normally I never remember if I find it. But this time I was like, How the Finch Stole Christmas. How the Finch Stole Christmas. So we will so, yeah. be back with that next time. Until then. No, we didn't have an ending. No. <laughs>